Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm the chosen one. <laughs> it's, oh, I love it. Every time. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Steph Renna. Thank you, Thanks, Steph. Steph. Thank you. Today we will be discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the heir of Slytherin. The so, bad one. Is there a good one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. You're the heir? Yeah. You're an heir? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. My mama is... What's her name? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. This what is, is why people name? hate us. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. Who's mom? Merope? No. I Voldemort's mean. daughter. Oh. Delphi. Oh, Delphi. Delphi. Yeah, my mama's Delphi. Oh, cursed child. Love her over here. Doesn't <laughs> I feel like she had to be really young to have you because how old was she now? I don't oh, know. No, she'd be really young. Well, magic. It's new teen uh. mom episode. Yeah, it's a teen mom episode. I in the, in so the wizarding world. <laughs> Could be a wizarding world one. I don't know. We don't know what they do. All right. So, chapter 17. Make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details before we begin. Let's see if Megan can read the social media as exciting as you read it last time. All right, guys. Billy May's here. <laughs> <laughs> Switching foot here with the whole Potter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Harry Potter? I do. you do. like women? Because we are four women talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> She's going to knock over her tea. <laughs> Swish and Flick Podcast can be found on all of the different social medias. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook and Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure that you head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe for our 
usually weekly blog. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It really we're is, guys. We're, we're honest But here. We, um, we post vlogs as often as we can, so make sure that you hit subscribe and like and comment and share all the videos. Follow us on our crazy Potterfield adventures together. Um, you can also join us on Patreon for exclusive access to our bi-monthly bonus episodes podcast branch of our podcast called The Felix Files. <laughs> um, and you also can have a chance to be a guest on The Felix Files, live video chat sessions with us monthly, giveaways. And for our next episode, we are starting live podcasts, not every single time because we're not always together, but when we're together, we will do a live podcast for our patrons. Um, so make sure that you head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish cast and choose your support level. Shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. You make this podcast possible with your support. What uh, level of patron should they be for the live podcast? Hippogriff or higher get the live podcasts. Phoenixes get to be guests on the Felix Files and join us for our live video chat sessions. And just so you all know, the Felix Files have taken like an insanely awesome turn. Not that they yes. weren't great before because it was so fun talking about other stuff outside of the you know, the, the chapter reads, but we have been doing some really epic, deep and sweaty Snape episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can, can we ex- not put oh. all those words together with Snape ever again? <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a man. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we're doing, we're going to, so basically what it's going to turn into for a while, for a long while is going to be in-depth character analysis episodes. Yeah. Um, I, I believe next up after Snape is going to be Lupin because we Starting Prisoner of Azkaban. I have one thing to say about both of them. About both of who? Both Snape and Lupin. What? Okay. Pour one out for both of them. Why'd you have to bring us down? Because you know what, Katie? That's my prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> Along with wearing two pairs of glasses. <laughs> Bifocals. <laughs> He's a new Better to see you with my dear. Oh, God. So yeah, if you guys want some cool in-depth episodes on the characters, uh, that's going to happen for a while now. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. And you just have to be a bow truckle patron and hire for access to the episodes. But to be on it... Phoenix. You gotta, you gotta be a gotta Phoenix. Be a Phoenix like you gotta be a firebird. Yep, yes, yes. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to the weekly prop. You can also say pouring out for that girl. Who? Weekly profit news this week. I just wanted to have a little bit of an open discussion on Hogwarts Mystery, which was released this week. Okay, I have nothing to say. Go! <laughs> I haven't played it. Wouldn't let me put a name in, so I've not been able to play it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so it's stuck with Megan who to- plays games and me who does not. <laughs> okay, so I have been playing it quite a bit. Um She ignores my texts and plays this game oh, instead. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well the Well, I do it sort the of five times. <laughs> the sort of like good slash bad thing about this game is that they don't really let you play it for very long mm-hmm. until you have to pay money. Um, mm. about that we money, don't have money, to pay money. money. Right. You can be patient and if wait you, for your energy to come back. Right. Who has patience these days in the world of <laughs> I instant gratification? to pay for any type of game. But I also am not this type of game player. So like, I will I can say that I did, but I'm not anymore. No more money is going into Hogwarts how, Mystery. How much money did that. you get? $10. Bull- that's crazy. <laughs> 
10 bucks and it was not worth it. I learned my lesson Dude. because let me tell hey. you. So I will say I, Katie and I both were really big Pokemon go players. Um, not so much anymore, but when it was like in its prime, mm-hmm. we played it a ton. I probably put $40 <clears throat> into that game. I put, Whoa, yeah, what? we put a, yeah. I, we put a lot into Buying, that game, um, but, but that game, when you put money there. into it felt like, worth it in like a you're way getting stuff. Cause you actually got stuff like, right. Pokeballs. You were obtaining things. Dude, so, like, <clears throat> with this game, when you put money into it, it literally, that $10 lasted me 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a real bad rabbit hole. I'm not doing this anymore. So, did it once. Yes. You know what you could spend $10 on? Your wife. Coffee? Yeah. No. <laughs> Becoming a Hippogriff patron? Exactly. And then you could see, you could have a live podcast with Best us. Best thing I have seen. <laughs> In a long yeah, time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw on the, the um, so that is Hogwarts Mystery's biggest downfall to me, mm-hmm. is that like I like the idea of reining people in with the energy and like um, tempting them to purchase energy. I mean, it's a, it's a it's great a game. tactic. I will say there are games it out is, there. It is, but it's a bad ratio. Yeah. Because it's almost at it the point where quickly. it's annoying. But it yes. can, it can yes. get tweaked. I mean, think about all yes. the tweaks. It'll it can get tweaked and also It like, shouldn't take that long to I fill agree. or it, or what it should be is it shouldn't take that much energy to complete a task. I agree. Like yes. the last You can't time even looked, finish a lesson with I, one full I, I, energy. I I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Um, and I for me when like I don't I'm not a big game player A, B, the only games I have on my phone besides this are like the ones where you're matching stuff like two dots, right. like you're getting all like that's the kind of game. Yeah. Like I don't play games like the Hogwarts mystery thing. Yeah. Um. So that's annoying. Like last night I was telling them. It doesn't so, keep you interested. No. So like, and then I had to wait. So like last night I didn't sleep at all. So like I was up all night playing the game. So I'm half playing the game, waiting for energy to come. So I'm half watching things on YouTube, and then while I'm playing the game, I'm like listening to Hamilton. So like all these things are happening. And it's almost like you're just waiting and yeah. waiting and you can't like I sit there and be like, oh, well, I'm not starting a task yet because I not I don't have the full energy. And even when you do have the full energy, yeah. it, you're going to be gone in two seconds. And then you're like, well, I have nothing. I can't do anything. Right. Because you need energy for everything. There's the creators. Niantic. Um, I don't know Actually, if they're no, doing this they one. Are. Niantic is doing like a Fantastic Beasts one okay. or something that is coming out later. It's going to be though, like Pokemon Go. <clears throat> if you guys, I mean, that's the great thing about like having like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they have social media for these companies. Like, <laughs> if you listen. get enough people, yeah, they will listen to you. So, tweet at them. Yeah, Swishers, tweet at them. You don't like the energy thing? Let them know. Yeah, well, seriously. I, you know, I just want to say really quick. Like, I understand their business motive behind it, but there needs to be a better ratio with it. Yeah, you need to energy. be able okay. to finish a lesson with one with a full energy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like I went into a charms lesson and I wanted to learn Wingardium Leviosa. You why. so you have to pick <laughs> first of all you have to pick do I want the 1 hour lesson, the 3 hour lesson or the 8 hour lesson. And depending on which one you pick, you earn more things. However, the longer the lesson, the more energy you need. What things do you win? You just win like Courage points yeah. or knowledge points or <laughs> coins or something like that. Yeah. Oh, the cheese factor is huge. Cheddar. <laughs> um, well, and like, I know with other games that I've played where, you know, you need lives or you need things. Mm-hmm. And because no matter, 
any of those types of things. There are going to be people that are going to be spending money. Right. But they also have ones where, like, watch this video for 30 seconds and we're going to give you extra things. Because you're making money off of the advertising. So just do it. And there's people that are not going to waste their time watching that 30 seconds and pay to do it. And then there's going to be people like me that I'll watch that. And, and you'll still again. get your money from your advertiser. Yes. Yeah. All right, Katie. I think, because I haven't played it yet, but just mm-hmm. hearing from what you're saying, if they just shortened how long it takes to get the energy, like, yes. mm-hmm. for example, I used to play Disney Emoji Blitz. Emoji Blitz. I still it do. It takes yeah. time to get your points back, but not a lot of time. I'm not mm-hmm. sitting there what is, forever. Yeah. What is the time? Four in, minutes in, in emojis. It's yeah, four it's like, minutes I don't know about in emojis. Hogwarts in mystery. Hogwarts. It is four minutes for one energy point. Yeah. And whenever you're doing a was like so, just to put it into perspective, um, if you're doing a Wingardium Leviosa lesson, you need probably approximately fifteen points between stars earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the eight-hour lesson, you have to earn five stars, and you only have eight hours to complete it. So you have to basically oh. like be paying attention. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need to go and do this to refill my energy mm-hmm. so that I can yeah. run out and get more again. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so like, it's uh, it's just a bad ratio yeah. of. Like and I feel because you had to you and I understand like when you're when you're doing a lesson or you're like whether it's learning the charms or doing the potions or you're learning to fly you have to click on different things and each one is yeah. like oh this is one this is three this is five like and depending on which one you're clicking on you're you're gaining like what kind of a student you're gonna be but I'm like can I just click on it once and then like you do the whole lesson and then you have to like go back and do it all over again if you run to, like, out of time to like well like. To learn the spell, you like do all this stuff, and then, and then you, you go, go ahead, again. and then you yeah. learn. Like then you actually do it. Because I did the Wingardium one twice. You like had to do one of the lessons, which was just learning it, mm-hmm. and then you had to go again, and then it was like, oh, learn the stance. You yeah, learn. my download for that game. Well, and it just so everybody is aware. It uses data yeah. as it's playing like a ton. It it's like Pokemon Go. So you want to be on Wi-Fi while you're playing it if you don't have unlimited data. Thankfully, I do, so it doesn't matter. But if you yeah. don't, be warned. Yeah. All right, guys. So the creators of this game is Jam City Inc. So if you have issues, um, it's got a four point or four point eight I mean, rating on. Which the app store, which I'm sure is because it is a but. great concept. It's an awesome game. Yeah. They just really need some help with. Um, it needs to be less of a money grab. You are going to make money, but you need to at least make it a realistic game to be able to play for people who aren't going to put money into it. Otherwise, it's pointless. Because, And the thing is, like I said before, I put $10 into it, and that literally lasted me 15 minutes, yeah, if that. So if there's like a kid who has mom or dad's phone and is just like, you know, oh, yeah, I need more energy. I need... That's going to go quick. Yeah. And I am the one... I have never spent money on a game, like, except for once you, like, buy, like, the two bucks, or, like, you pay, like... A, you pay for the actual game. game. And yeah. then that's it. Like, I... I and I'm also... I ha- can see myself not playing this, like, that much. Like, I was off all day yesterday and today, and I didn't play it that much, because I'm like, well, I have to wait for all this stuff, and then I forget about right. it, because you have to wait for your energy to come back. Like, when but I was- it's such a good concept, and mm-hmm. I really think that it could be really successful. There just needs to be a happy medium here between money grab, buying energy, and, you know, having patience to build it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It uses too much. Either mm-hmm. you need to lessen the amount of energy that it takes to complete a task, or you need to lessen the amount of time it takes to refill. I yeah. think both. One or yeah, the other. Yeah, probably. Because like, I know I was um, starting some type of lesson, and I knew it didn't have like the full... Um, and it needed five stars, and I didn't have my full energy back yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just gonna wait. I'm like, because right. I know it's gonna take all 26 of my energies, and right. I'm still probably gonna need it for the next part of the lesson, anyways. Yep. Honestly, like being like a big gaming person, um, I hate to say this, but I just and obviously a Potterhead, I like I have zero interest in this game. Is that bad for me to say? No. I just don't I don't like the specs of it. I'm not in the mobile games. I never have been. I doubt I'll ever will be unless they put like Legends of Zelda on there, which I don't think is going to happen. Um I wasn't even into Super Mario Run. It was cool for like the first few levels, but then I was over. I didn't get into that one either. I just wish that I just, you know, I would much rather drop platform. I would much rather drop $45 on this game and Hell have yeah. the game. Give me the game for forty. Yeah. I will Ga- give you forty five dollars straight games up. Don't cost that anymore, Megan. I know. I would <laughs> say not. But a like gamer. for a mobile game, if you want to make a mobile game like and make it game? make it like a twenty dollar download yeah. where I don't have to wait for energy. No, they need to go back. That. They need to go back to systems. They need to go back yeah. to consoles. Yeah. Uh, get out of mobile games. It's not as big as we think. It. It's not. It's a, it's a fad. Well, as far as gaming goes, and I wonder for though, like real gaming. I mean, like great mobile games are like Angry Birds, they're um, quick games, right. Tetris, yeah. that yes. Emoji Blitz, whatever. Yeah, but like full, but RPG games, like games yes, RPG, RPG games are not, not meant for mobile. They should not be mobile. What I wonder what it looks like though, like on a bigger screen, if they like make on it an iPad, like on, yeah, on an iPad. I mean, again, that's fine, but it, so. the whole energy issue. Yeah, just yeah. give me the well, game. Here, and I, I will say, as not a gamer at all, I would rather play it on a TV, like have yeah. a console, like have yeah. Because like using your finger, I'm just, it's not, I'm not into any of this stuff. Because so this game sort of reminds me of the old PlayStation games. Yeah, um, like. Sorcerer Stone Chamber of Secrets, mm-hmm. the Quidditch game that was part that yep. was out for like GameCube. Yep. Like it has that sort of RP obviously RPG feel. Mm-hmm. Um but it you know has the mobile game aspect of <laughs> it has the mobile game aspect of like oh you have to, you know, in-app purchases. Do you have any of those games anymore? I do. This should be like us vlogging me doing it cuz I think that'd be really funny. I do. I have a ton of them. I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be fun. I have a PS2 as well. I just need to find all the cords for it. And a GameCube. So. It's time for the... Recap! I like it. I like it. I like it. I don't even know where to go from there. Into the recap. I was really excited. Recap what we talked about in the last episode. All right. So Harry and Ron solve the mystery obviously with help from Hermione about the monster in the chamber even though she was petrified right about the monster in the chamber and how its victims had gotten petrified but before they could tell McGee what they knew right (laughs) another message had been written on the wall Ginny Weasley had been taken into the chamber is that what the message said yes no it didn't say Ginny (laughs) I know (laughs) To get Lockhart out of the way, McGonagall assigned him the task of saving her, but surprise, he's a fraud. So Harry what? and Harry <laughs> said he's a frog. Yes. That's his, that's his animagus. Harry and Ron drag him as they uncover the entrance of the Chamber of Secrets. 
But sadly, I don't think Lockhart's going to really remember much of what happens. <laughs> you sure? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Alrighty, Roo Roo. So, okay, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry has made it into the chamber and sees Ginny unconscious on the floor. And Tom Riddle tells Harry she won't be waking up. What? Harry finds out who exactly Tom Riddle is and what has been happening to the school. Tom calls the basilisk and Harry tries to run away with his eyes tightly shut. With the help of the sorting hat and fox, Harry saves the day and gets rid of Tom. Ginny wakes up and Harry gets her out of the chamber and gets back to Ron and Lockhart. Fox flies them back (laughs) up to the bathroom and they head to the adults. To find the adults, to be exact. Who are more adult than us. Much more. (sighs) Okay. All right, guys. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was hoping you weren't going to call me out on that. (laughs) (laughs) My speech is just not very good lately. All right. So Harry came to the end of a very long and dimly lit chamber. Ooh. Okay. Nobody? Dementors, dementors. See? Come on. All right. There were towering stone pillars entwined with serpents. Casting long black shadows in odd greenish glow. I would not want to come down here. No, nope. uh, no. It's probably pretty dirty. It I hasn't mean, been touched I in a while. I got really confused and I thought you meant this basement. And I was like, why? I'm like, did something happen? <laughs> no, this is the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> it is. No, I just like, like it has a greenish glow. Yeah. Evil. Mm. No, is it lime? Lime. No, no Slither in Common Room has a greenish glow because it's underwater. <laughs> True. (laughs) It's also scary. No, it's cozy. There's a big fireplace. There are high back chairs with no cush for your tush. (laughs) I don't know. In in Hogwarts Mystery, they look like leather couches. Pretty comfy. Not all leather couches are comfortable. Someone's pretty jelly in my squashy armchair. Can't you just put a cushioning (laughs) charm on them? Yeah, for real. Can you put a cushioning charm on your own tuchus? Oh, that'd be awesome. Can you, like, like, just put it on your pants instead of, like, your actual butt and your pants are cushioned? I wonder what happened Remember that picture in Quidditch Through the Ages, how we were like, holy crap, it's like a real cushion? Yeah. No. I would walk around with that on my booty. (laughs) That'd be cool, that. I'm into it. All right. So, questions and fear are running through Harry's head in regards to where the basilisk is and where Ginny is and if she is still alive. Um, Can you imagine that feeling? No. This is too much for a 12-year-old. Yeah, too much. Is my best friend's sister dead or alive? I have to find her. Is my future wife? wife. (laughs) She needs to bear my children. She needs to tie my shoes and have blood prints. (laughs) (laughs) I need to zip her dress. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to say, close your eyes. (laughs) 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 i hate it all it's so awkward all right anywho love close your eyes stop (laughs) it's so awkward it is it makes me uncomfortable just think about it um the hollow eyes of the snakes on the walls seemed to be following him as he was walking and he thought he saw one stir and i said he probably did yeah probably thoughts Mm -hmm. well i bet it's probably oh, like she it's is. probably like that Indiana Jones pit down oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. And he does not like snakes. No. Guys, I'm just saying I so I'm a Slytherin, clearly. What? Everybody knows. What? Wait, what? News to me? 
snakes scare the poop out of me in this chamber I would poop my pants. This chamber <laughs> for you is like my Aragog scene. Yes. I don't know. I mean. A basilisk. I think it kills you with its eyes. Yeah, but it looks like a dragon. <sighs> you can't look at it to see what it looks like. Right. Because it'll kill you. can't even know. I just got to run around blinded. Yeah, but then you're like a ghost right away if you want to be one and you can look at it all you want. <laughs> blinded by the snake. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently it just kills you again. <laughs> Well, look at Nick. I know. Thank I you just, for laughing at my joke, well, Katie. <laughs> I just kept talking. It's pretty good. Sometimes we have to keep going. <sighs> Anyways, so at the end of this tunnel, at the last of the pillars, stood an enormous statue the size of the chamber itself. It had a giant face that was rising above him. And the statue was, quote, ancient and monkeyish in appearance. Which I thought was interesting. Isn't this Slytherin's face? Yeah. 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 But I just thought it was a monkeyish. The word monkeyish. I agree. That's interesting. It's interesting. I just want to say that I think this is one thing that the movies did perfectly. Yeah, it, was, it looks very the good. The Chamber of Secrets, I think, is perfect. Perfect? Yeah. I th- and, well, we'll get into this later in the episode, but this whole scene in the movie is a... Uh, much more drawn out than the yes. book. <laughs> I was thinking that it was two minutes. I'm like, I was reading like, it so and I'm like, it's over. It's the chase it's very quickly over. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I but mean, I bet you, you have to Harry, make it. He probably was like, this is lasting a lifetime. I'm now 45. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it had a long beard that almost reached the floor. It was. Um, it had stone robes. Obviously, it's made of stone. And it had gray feet. What is wrong with this bell? You. There you we are wrong. go. Tiffany, <laughs> that's rude. I know. I'm sorry. Um, between the feet lay a black robed figure with flaming red. <laughs> that was a delay. Orders up. Flaming red hair. It was Ginny, guys. She was below Salazar's statue. Laying at his feet. Under the beard. Okay. And so Harry runs to her, (laughs) and on his knees, he's basically, like, pleading for her to be alive. And while he's doing this, he flung his wand aside. Dumb. Stupid move. It just reminds me of James at Godric's Hollow. Yeah. Tossing his wand on the couch. Just saying. I would, I feel like even in a non-threatening situation, my wand would constantly be at my side. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I would be one of those people that sticks, like, if I had my hair in a bun or something. <laughs> That's yeah. in my hair. Yeah. I do that with pens sometimes. I'm just saying, I need an underwear holster. <laughs> um, Ginny's face was white as marble, and she was cold. Her eyes were closed. However, it was very clear that she was not petrified, and she was not dead. Was she breathing? Like, how did he He's know? He's like crying in the corner. She was not dead. Did she? Did he check for a pulse? I don't know. Did he go ask Harry for help? that smart? Help! Help! How, what do they do when you're doing CPR? I mean, he like literally just runs around and is like, "Someone help me!" He's not that smart. Annie, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? And then you go get the AED. Go. He probably you just has a feeling. Um. And then out of the chamber came a soft voice saying, she won't wake. And this startles Harry so much that he jumps. 
Uh, well, yeah. And there, my friends, against the chamber wall stood a tall, black-haired boy, strangely blurred around the edges like you were looking at him through a misted window. And I did not remember that from Me previous reads. I forgot. Which makes this... I don't know, all that much more interesting because mm-hmm. you know he's, like, Harry knew... He's not human. Well, it's almost like you... Because you... I'm assuming for 99.9% of people listening to this and for us, we've read this. We know what's going to happen. We've seen the movie. So you almost are like, okay, this guy's going to show up. And then you're like, oh, I guess he's... You have to remember that, like, he's not fully there yet. Right. And to think, like, oh, he's just... Some dude's going to walk up. And then you're like, oh, that's right. Misted window. Okay, he's not really there. I mean, he's there, but not yeah. complete yet. The download is not complete. <laughs> That's true. He's only, like... He's only Tom Ridd. 85 I was going to say 85% he's downloading. Buffering. He's still buffering. <laughs> he's got, like, a circle going on his chest. The circle of death. Oh, gosh. Um, and it was Tom Riddle, and Harry recognized him from his previous adventure in the diary with Tom. And Tom was not taking his eyes off of Harry. And he says, she's still alive, but only just. And at this, Harry begins to start processing the situation. Riddle was at Hogwarts 50 years ago, but there he stood, not looking a day over 16. Doesn't make any sense, right? And so Harry begins to talk. And I think that he starts to talk. He has this way of doing things where he... Um, kind of stalls situations until he can figure them out or figure out like what his next move is. And so he starts to ask questions. So he asks if Riddle is a ghost and Tom tells him that he is a memory preserved in a diary for 50 years, which that in itself is interesting to me. Um, I don't know. Cause it's like the memories know their memories. Or, well, and it's interesting to think like, you know? cause he doesn't, he later on, he's talking about how he knows, like, how did you beat? Like Voldemort, like how did you do it? So I guess and it's so like how does he, all of Voldemort's thoughts and feelings and his memory sixth, are crazy. in there. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I don't think it is. No, he doesn't. no. It's like, from it's know, no, but, like, it, but it's from him as an adult creating this Horcrux. So no, that's he how he created. No, he didn't. Create he was sixteen when he, he created it. When he this created Tom Riddle only knows what up that to Tom Riddle knew. Year old Tom Riddle knows. He knows so much that's because Jenny poured her heart out and told him the whole story. He was so intrigued. He was I so intrigued with Harry because oh, Ginny tells yeah. him. Yeah. Now I, I talk about then, that in mind. It helps me think of like ah, with Horcruxes being like, if you create one when you're 16 and you come back, you're going to be your 16-year-old oh, self. So it sucks if you're like 98 and you create a Horcrux and you're coming back as a 98-year-old and you're going to die like the next day anyways. Everybody comment below on this episode and tell Tiffany that it's okay she forgot because she really is bummed. I don't all like forgotten. it when I forget. Um, hello, random Eileen Prince didn't know who you're she was. Right. I'll take credit for that. I mean, I don't remember anything, so. You remember more than you say you do. Yeah, but like, mm. Yeah, but like, mm. (laughs) (laughs) Words. Oh, they're hard. And so, uh, where am I at here? Um, The the said diary is laying at the feet of the statue's giant toes. I said, why no shoes, Slytherin? Maybe they didn't make shoes back then. It makes me think of that scene of Voldemort, like, walking with Nagini in his feet in the forest. Oh, I was going to say the blood. Oh, yeah, 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 the blood. That's right. At Gringotts, that's what it is. I don't want the Malfoy Manor. Yeah. No, that's Gringotts. No. It's Malfoy Manor. No, No, that's the slaughter of Gringotts. uh, He slaughters all all the the goblins. goblins. 
I thought that was at Malfoy Manor. Because uh, he doesn't kill anybody. See, at I Malfoy forget Manor. things too, is, Tiffany. Is this it's in the okay. Movie? No, no, I mean the, no, I mean, the slaughter. I'm, it is. Yeah, that scene is in the movie. Yeah, I've he's walking like with twice. the blood. Here's what I'm saying. Nagini's slithering in the blood, and he's barefoot. I don't want to see. Makes me want to vom. Your toes. Especially Voldemort toes. <laughs> I mean, that I don't doesn't bother me either. I don't like your feet, people. <laughs> Put There's stone, stone, Tiffany. There's stone. I don't like it. <laughs> but they're like a thousand years old, so they probably he smell. He wants to clip, be close clip to the them. earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Harry asks for Riddle's help to lift Ginny up to get her out of the chamber, and he can only lift her halfway up, and he reaches for his wand, but. It's gone. Give what? Me, give me yeah, my wand, and Tom. So throughout give this, me my wand, Tom. Throughout this whole conversation, I want you guys to remember that Harry is... I'm sorry. That was loud. Holding Ginny halfway up. Yeah. And I think that's cute. That's it sweet. Is. All right. He's thinking, I'm going to marry you one day. Mm-hmm. I love you. You're going to help me create the Potter line. Close your eyes. We're going to have Albus Severus. Time mm-hmm. And he's going to go back in time with a time turner. Kiss me awkwardly. <laughs> All right. You sound like the, those unicorns from Charlie. Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Candy Mountain. Candy <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. We'll enlighten you later. I guarantee at least some of our listeners have to know who Charlie is. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The people who don't care, like, we get back. I know, here. right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tiffany, it's funny, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, so Riddle is twirling Harry's wand in his long fingers, and this is just, he always does this i feel like she always references his like long gross fingers voldemort i just like there's this one it's when he's holding the elder he holds it he holds it all gross it is gross it's a gross hold in in his fingers are just in the picture um from the crimes of grindelwald dumbledore's holding (gasps) weird too yes you're right Maybe Ugh. it's a dark wizard hold. Maybe it's holding the Elder Wand. Maybe the Elder Wand makes you hold it like that. In a gross way. Yeah. I don't Rock think Harry did that when he fixed his wand. You don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Amendo. <laughs> okay. I just feel like it's very common for it her to reference his long fingers. And especially like... Well, she's just very descriptive Plain, when it comes to the main characters. Yeah. And he like he like does this stuff, and he's that typical villain crap. Where like the you, monologue, you got oh, your like your victim there, the guy you've been searching for. But no, let's talk for forever. And he then, is like Negan. I guess Negan's like him. But Who? Walking, walking dead? dead. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my Walking Dead peeps. I know you understand me. Yeah, they're All zombies. Right. They don't understand anything. <laughs> and so he is smiling at Harry when Harry assumes that Riddle will give him his wand back. A curling smile. And I said, this is Grinch-like, I assume. <laughs> I agree. I just picture that that scene at the Grinch yep. where, yeah. I like that. He had an awful idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Harry's realizing that they're wasting time. He's wasting Ginny's remaining life and time where the basilisk hasn't attacked them just yet. And he's pleading with Riddle like to help. Like, let's go. Let's get this girl out of here because we're a little naive. Harry Sarah doesn't understand what or who Riddle is. And so Riddle starts to begin to reveal his true self. The basilisk <laughs> won't come until it's called and Harry won't be needing his wand. And he's been anxiously waiting to see and speak to Harry Potter. Harry starts to lose his patience. He's like, uh, we're in the Chamber of Secrets, bro. Like, let's <laughs> do you know where we're at? And Riddle pockets Harry's wand and continues to smile at him. And this is where it just gets f- just real scary. Like, I, I you just put yourself Harry in Harry's knows shoes. He's in trouble. Like, you just have, he's just, it's like overcoming him and he's realizing exactly what is going on. Mm-hmm. And so Harry's now fully aware that the situation with Riddle is not right. Something's wrong. So he's starting to stall, continuing to stall rather. And he asks, How did Ginny get this way? And Riddle kindly obliges him with Ginny's tale in a very pleasant manner. Cannot be. Yeah, he has the book to read. He's full of himself. He thinks he's got this. Well, and you think like Riddle's a very charmingish person, you know? He is. Well, that's the way that he gets everybody. Yeah, that's um, a very. Um, it can be a common thing in like, you know, psychopaths. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. 
Yeah. Agreed. Hate when you have an itch in a very certain spot, and you almost can't reach it. All right. So, Harry says, How did Ginny get like this? He asked slowly. Well, that's an interesting question, said Riddle pleasantly, and quite a long story. I suppose the real reason Ginny Weasley's like this is because she opened her heart and spilled all her secrets to an invisible stranger. What are you talking about, said Harry. The diary, said Riddle, my diary. Little Ginny's been writing in it for months and months, telling me all her pitiful worries and woes, how her brothers tease her, how she had to come to school with secondhand robes and books, how, Riddle's eyes glinted, how she didn't think famous, good, great Harry Potter would ever like her. Well, All the time he spoke, Riddle's eyes never left Harry's face. There was almost a hungry look in them. It's very boring having to listen to the silly little troubles of an 11-year-old girl. Uh, He went on, but I was patient. I wrote back. I was sympathetic. I was kind. Ginny simply loved me. No one's ever understood me like you, Tom. I'm so glad I've got this diary to confide in. It's like having a friend I can carry around in my pocket. That's how I feel about my iPhone. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um... So, the glint in his eye. Oh, and it's not—it's not, so, it's not so red yet, and, but it's a glint, right? And it says here, Riddle laughed—a high, cold high laugh, high, cold guy—that didn't suit him, and it made the hair stand up on the back of Harry's neck. It didn't suit him yet, right? Yeah. Mm. What? Okay. I'm just thinking it has nothing to do with what we're talking about yet, so. This is transformation is all. Reminds me of another person's transformation. Oh, okay. Who? The dude from Star Wars. What's his name? Palpatine. Oh, Palpatine. Palpatine? Isn't he the one that like physically gets all crazy looking? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, So. Reminds me. I like you. After telling Ginny's story, he then goes in to discuss Ginny's diary entries about like how she's noticing that she's losing bits of her memory and mm-hmm. she suddenly had rooster feathers all over her. Oh, that part makes me sad. <laughs> she had paint on her front. Aww. Um I know there's more. We should start Sarah had paint on her front yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called Dear Tom and just talk about our woes and see if any Tom talks back. Well, <laughs> Jenny said, Dear Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm losing my memory. There are rooster feathers all over my robes, and I don't know how they got there. Dear Tom, I can't remember what I did on the night of Halloween, but a cat was attacked, and I've got paint all down my front. Dear Tom, Percy keeps telling me I'm pale and I'm not myself. I think he suspects me. There was another attack today, and I don't know where I was. Tom, what am I going to do? I think I'm going mad. I think I'm the one attacking everyone, Tom. She's 11 years old. She thinks she's going crazy. Well, and think about it like... Take all magic aside. And, like, when people start losing, like, out of nowhere, losing their memories, like, I, myself, could be a bit of a hypochondriac, being like, I think I have, like, a brain tumor, you know what I mean? That's terrifying. Like, all of a sudden, you're losing bits of your your life, and then you're waking up, and all this crazy stuff is on you. Just scary, especially for an 11-year-old who's away from home. Yeah. For, like, the first time. Yeah. And all she has are her brothers, and you know how brothers, well... Well, I know how brothers. Well, can she be. says in the diary, "My brothers all tease me." That's mm-hmm. like all she focuses on—that they tease her. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Last episode, we talked about how Fred and George were, you know, really bothered when Jenny was taken. I mean, obviously, but like, 
And then we talked about how, I think we talked about how maybe they had like a better relationship with her. But she writes about Percy checking in on her. Mm-hmm. And I think we should note that because, you know, as crappy as Percy can get, he does love his sister. Not saying he doesn't, but is he also checking on her to be like, well, I don't want her like yeah. affecting my chances of like becoming a head boy. Like, I'm a prefect. And my family she- needs to be perfect. <laughs> but here's the thing. He says that she's not being herself and she's pale, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're her, she's already paranoid about the things that she can't remember doing. So when you're paranoid like that, you project that onto what, what you think other people are thinking about you. Yeah. So no matter what she says in this diary, it might be true that Percy might be thinking that way or whatever or suspecting her. But in all reality, my headcanon is that he's truly worried about her and he thinks that something's wrong with her. I'm not saying I hope so. But then you also have to like counter that with the way he behaved at breakfast that day. When she was worried and wringing her hands. And he's like, And he was like, can I sit there? You know, I'm hungry or whatever. Right. So, or. he also thought that she was like that. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things. I mean, we're not going to know. Well, and let's, and even talking, going back, talking about the twins and then maybe some of their, like, being so solemn that she's maybe gone forever. It's them feeling guilty. Like. When you're the youngest sibling, I, well, I shouldn't say for myself, I got teased by my siblings. I still get teased by my siblings. So maybe they were like, I wish I hadn't said all those things to her. I wish yeah. I was nicer. Yeah. I wish we could get all this time back. Um, I think the twins do it out of love, too. No, that's no, because that's how my family is. Like, no, we tease I know. the crap out of each other, but we, like, in a loving way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the same time, like, if you know, maybe, oh, we went too far. I don't know. Maybe that was just part of them yeah. being so sad. Or they were so it. involved in their other things. We know the twins have a lot going yeah. on on their own. Maybe they were like, oh, I, you know, I didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. And they feel bad about yeah. that. And again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So yeah, and you go all back of them are think. probably being like, I wish I could do, I wish I could have been there more. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have been like a better big brother and mentored her more and like made sure she, her transition into like her first year at Hogwarts was better but they were all doing their own thing this is a lesson guys to always live your best life at all times yeah I mean I mean keep your loved ones close Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because even though this worked out for the Weasleys it doesn't in the future so true it doesn't Straight bring, up, bringing down a sad. No, but it, on, honestly, but, it works out for about a five solid minutes. Yeah, one. Just think about poor Percy. Granted, not my favorite Weasley, but you reconcile with your family, and then within again, destroyed. One a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, and you can't like, get those years back. No, you can't. And so, I mean. What does holding on to things do to to you except yeah. cause you misery? So yeah. just honestly, you're we only get one of these. Yeah. Yeah. In theory. I mean other people believe differently, but um as for right now, you know, if, even if you believe you you know you have more than one life, like make this one great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgive yeah. and let go and love. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so and on that uh, note, just go be <laughs> Do things, you know? <laughs> Don't let life go hold be, you do back. Go be, do things, guys. Yeah. That's the new t-shirt design. Be go be, do things. <laughs> be honest with yourselves and others. Tell people that if you like them, you love them, all that stuff. That's right. Go give your family If you some hugs. feel a certain way, let them know. 
Mm-hmm. 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 So Riddle then tells us, you know, after all of these um, entries that Ginny put, she finally stopped trusting the diary and uh, she disposed of it, which we know she threw it into the bathroom where Moaning Myrtle was. And that's when Harry found it. Uh, don't. I just why there? Because nobody goes there. I think there. because nobody goes in there. <gasps> what if she threw it in the games? lake and the squid started riding and took got taken over? <laughs> <laughs> they you catch your toe. It's squirting its ink on the thing. The bird <laughs> people made fun of my tentacle today. Dear <laughs> <laughs> toe. I had easy weed to get. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Jeez. Haggard was throwing rocks at me again today. Oh, God. oh man, we brought that so. down and brought it right back up. <laughs> we have to. This is why people like it because we're funny. We're like a roller coaster. You never know what you're gonna get. Um, so Ginny had poured everything about Harry into the diary, so Riddle knew who he was at this point. And of course, we know Harry discovered the diary next, and he started talking to Tom. Um, I like this part. Well, I don't like it, but Riddle says... She likes it. We're in her chamber. Your whole fascinating history. His eyes roved over the lightning scar on Harry's forehead, Mm. and their expression grew hungrier. Hungry! I knew I must find out more about you, talk to you, meet you if I could, so I decided to show you my famous capture of that great oaf Haggard to gain your trust. And this part makes me so angry and annoyed. Hold on. I just want to say one thing. You know, if you don't know yet, that Tom's a bad dude that he's calling Haggard an oaf. Yeah. Don't mess with my bro. And he now flat out admits that he framed Hagrid. And he says, it was my word against Hagrid's. Tom was brilliant and brave, a Mm -hmm. prefect, a model Mm -hmm. student. So, of course, everyone believed him. Yep. Except Dumbledore. So, because he knew Dumbledore was catching on to him, he knew that it would no longer be safe to open the chamber while he was still there, because Dumbledore was watching him closely. So, he preserved himself, his memory, in a diary, a.k.a. he created a horcrux. And who did he kill to create this horcrux? Is it Myrtle? Is it Myrtle? Yeah, she yeah. said it was Myrtle. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you want me to read you who, yeah. who was with each item? I know, Yeah. So the cup is Hepzibah Smith, the locket is um, a muggle tramp, the ring is Tom Riddle Sr., the book slash diary, Moaning Myrtle, Um, the diadem is an Albanian peasant, Snake is Bertha Jorkins, and Harry was his parents slash himself. Can I just... So Nagini was made very late in the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to point out that I think that it is amazing that we are only on Chamber of Secrets and we are already discussing Voldemort's end game plan with Horcruxes here. I don't know who Mo- this user Moaning is. Myrtle died before Tom Riddle Sr. died. That's at least what the internet is telling me. Are you at sci-fi.stackexchange.com? On the, on the wiki, uh, Tom, it says Tom Riddle Sr. died in 1943 in December. And she died June of nineteen forty three. Oh, I'm seeing May on this. Well, May or June, but it was like right. I'm just saying we should have the question right little night. But the, if the thing is, is like that's why. Yeah, so it says like in order of date: diary, ring, cup, locket, diadem. But Nagini. the thing with he did he used Nagini to kill Moaning Myrtle. No. D- 
Yeah, you mean the the snake. Okay, the snake killed. Like that's how she died. Yes. So when they're asking that kind of question, are they being like he physically like using his wand killed his father? Uh, That's I don't know. I agree. He's using wand to kill his father. He's using snake to kill moaning Myrtle both times. He used to turn him into um, Horcruxes. I got you. I don't know if we really know for sure when Tom Senior died. I don't know why this says it says September to December, like that range. Because somebody said somebody said it could be forty three, forty four. I don't know if we know when Myrtle for sure. Yeah, we have an actual death date. Well, I mean, it's either May or June of nineteen forty three, because that's when the chamber was opened. Yeah, some of the some of these you can figure out just by. Uh, what's represented in the book. I mean, but honestly, these are the things that should be written on Pottermore. Like, if there's anything that you should be writing is an article about the Horcrux, the date, who who it is. Stop making me speculate about this stuff. Let me speculate about something else. Anything that J.K., like, for my thing, like, I was reading on um, either the lexicon or something had, like, like the transcript of her doing, right after the last book came out, Mm -hmm. um, the seventh book, she had, like, a Bloomsbury live chat. Yeah. And so yeah. she's answering yeah. a bunch of questions. Or, like, if you've ever, like, if you've said anything, like, why not just put it on Pottermore if that's supposed to be canon? Like, people's birth dates and, like, what their wands are and all of that stuff. Like, why not just have it on, like, your specific website? Or that encyclopedia and, like, I'm trying we to, were like, looking make, for. I'm trying to make um, a timeline. A timeline. And it's, like, difficult because I don't, like, I, every time I use something that's not Pottermore, or in the books, like I, you like have I'm to looking. just speculate. Well, well and I'm trying to like when people are like, "Oh, here are the sources," and I'm like, "But mm, you're giving me like a book page, and you're not really telling well, me." Well, there, pe- there are people like you, like just doing this. Like, so when you do your timeline, I assume you're also going to have things like between September or December yeah. of this year. Well, like year, I don't have, I don't think know? I have exact dates for like um, a lot of stuff. Um, like, depending on when they're born, like, Lucius Malfoy was born in 1954. Mm-hmm. So he either started school in 65 or 66, right. depending on when right. his birthday is, right. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, and I'm trying to, because like, I like to have things, I like to know exactly, like, you know, we know with um, the Crimes of Grindelwald, the whole series is going to be ending in 1945. That's yeah. when Voldemort finished school. Yeah. Just in I time like to, for I like a new to dark see, lord. Like, when, when you see things correlate, you yeah. Know? I just want to know, you know. Isn't it in, why not put that on Pottermore? Isn't why? It in the, isn't it in Deathly Hollows that he has graduated and goes and kills his parents? Not, I think. Um, isn't he? Isn't he already done or close to being done? So Myrtle would have to have been first because it was when he well, was sixteen. I think Myrtle died, and then that summer he killed. His parent, or he killed his at least his um, whoever his relatives were, and then blamed it on um, Morphin. Hold on, go ahead. Whenever he talks to Slughorn, that is before he makes the ring Horcrux. Because he has to find out what it's going to so do. So actually, seven, at though. that moment, we knew one had been made already. Correct, because he wanted to do. So it this again. makes sense. Yeah. So, so that does make sense. You're well. So that, that the diary was, was the first. first. Yeah. Yes. So Moaning Myrtle was first. She and was then first. Shout summer. out to Swish and Flick Trivia Team for getting that question right and not getting the point. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll still come back. Right. <laughs> this is what it is. So roughly he, in 1956, he killed Hepzibah Smith, and mm-hmm. then 57, he kills a muggle tramp. Then he vanishes for 10 years. Morphin Gaunt dies in Azkaban. He was the one that was blamed for um, yes. the deaths. Yes. And then in 66, he reappears um, to apply to teach at Hogwarts. And again, mm-hmm. I don't know how exact these dates are because I cannot it's, find. Yeah, it's just like, an estimation. Yeah, a rough f- estimation. All right, back to Chamber of Secrets. Huge tangent, here. but it's like, but um, it matters. But, but it's it about matters. Horcruxes. We're starting. Yeah. We're starting with the Horcruxes right now, and that's what people have to realize is like through this, this reread, is Chamber. This is this and is we it. are seeing the first Horcrux already. Yeah, this is why we're um, doing and you're this. seeing how it's destroyed. And so, I don't know. Like I was reading on the internet about, um, and it was J.K. Rowling was talking about how Harry can see through Nagini because like he, they're both Horcruxes and yes. he doesn't know. It's uh-huh. fascinating. That, that's how he can see. How they're in all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, what if he could see like through the cup and someone was taking a drink? <laughs> you would. <laughs> you Hufflepuff. Um, so I like this part, how Harry is almost like taunting Tom now at this point where he's like, Sassy. Um, just so you know, no one's died. Not even the cat died. <laughs> I hope he's doing so <laughs> right. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. No, motion. I'm like, what? You, what cat? <laughs> uh, but Tom, Tom then, Tom then admits he's like, you know, killing mudbloods is no longer my end game. My end game is meeting you. I want to get to know you because of everything Ginny's told me about who you are and what you did. He doesn't say this yet, but what you did to me in the future. He's probably His thinking, future. look at this scrawny yeah, kid. Like, how did he do How did that? this yeah. stop me? Also, in the most epic way, He by thinks the way. Harry's going to die right now, so he's trying to get all this information from him so that this doesn't happen. Right. Again. He's yeah. trying to stop future event. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> so, um... Well, like, it's not really a future event. I know. It's weird. It's weird. The whole but timing... if something stopped him at one point, he yeah. never wants that to happen yeah. again. You're Absolutely. wearing Gryffindor colors. Oh, yeah. I am part Gryffindor. Aren't we all? So Tom, <laughs> as we stated, like he knows at this moment that this boy was his downfall, but he doesn't know anything really about it because he's stuck his sixteen-year-old time. Yeah, sixteen-year-old Tom, which is really intriguing I to would, me. I would like, with time, <laughs> he's so like in time. So yeah, we have Voldemort standing in front of us who literally has no idea who Harry Potter is. Like, how bizarre is that, right? How bizarre? I don't even how know who bizarre. Harry Potter is. <laughs> Uh, so Tom <laughs> knew that Harry would come looking for Ginny, hence why he made her come down here. She apparently struggled and cried, but eventually made her way down, and then he started sucking the life out of her. Anyone else picture Hocus Pocus? Because I do every single time. <laughs> oh, I thought of a Dementor. No, I, yeah, Dementor. no, I just think of Winifred, like... <laughs> Like Ooh. drinking Max. That's right. I think of like him, her holding Max like on her broom. And she's like, yeah. no. Anybody envisioning the scene? I, I, I got it. I got it. All right. <laughs> I just this came back to me because it's like you're, we're talking about. She's apparently struggling and cried. If he had been able to. Um, make her like completely black out for moments and do all this crazy stuff. Like, think of how strong she's she fighting is. Him. That she's fighting him enough. She knows now that she's like 
this dude's a bad egg and I'm not going to let him control me. Right. And she struggled and she cried and was able to do that. Yeah. 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 That's like, yeah. Can- Book Jenny is B.A. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. I love her. She's great. All right. So Tom says. So I made Ginny write her own farewell on the wall and come down here to wait. She struggled and cried and became very boring, but there isn't much (laughs) life left in her. She put too much into the diary and to me, enough to let me leave its pages at last. I've been waiting for you to appear since we arrived here. I knew you'd come. I have many questions for you, Harry Potter. Like what, Harry spat, fists still clenched? Well, said Riddle, smiling pleasantly, how is it that you... A skinny boy with no extraordinary magical talent managed to defeat the greatest wizard of all time. How did you escape with nothing but a scar while Lord Voldemort's powers were destroyed? Nothing but a scar. Now we get to learn who the heck Tom Riddle really is. I think he's got some questions for Harry. Who's Tom Riddle? I don't know. Who is Tom? So Harry doesn't really get why Tom cares because Voldemort was after his time. But Tom says, Voldemort is my past, present, and future. Yeah, he is. You can see the guy in the movie saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes Harry's wand and he draws out Tom Marvolo Riddle, does a little swish and flick, and it spells, I am Lord Voldemort. How long do you think it uh, it took him to figure out that anagram? Have you ever seen that? Where it's like him writing a bunch of like dumb words. Is that an anagram? Uh, Yeah. Anagram? Sure. Teacher. Have you seen that post? There's a post where it's like it looks like mm-hmm. Tom was trying to figure out all these things and it's like silly <laughs> words that don't make sense. You know people are yelling at us right now. Yes, it's an anagram or no. <laughs> yes, it's an anagram. So I'm going to read from the chapter. Stop yelling at us. I'm not yelling. I'm just reading. No, I'm telling you. I, I know. <laughs> you see, he whispered, it was a name I was already using at Hogwarts to my most intimate friends only, of course. You think I was going to use my filthy muggle father's name forever? Yes. I, in whose veins runs the blood of Salazar Slytherin himself through my mother's side, I keep the name of a foul common muggle who abandoned me even before I was born just because he found... is so bored with Tom Riddle's monologue, she's yawning. Just because he found out his (laughs) wife was a witch? No, Harry, I fashioned myself a new name, a name I knew wizards everywhere would one day fear to speak. When I'd become right. the greatest sorcerer in the world. In the world. Can you just imagine being one of the kids at school and be like, you have to call me Lord Voldemort? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I almost said a bad word. I, <laughs> a curse word. That's a hard no for me. <laughs> but uh, good try. What, an, what, what, if, what if it was like more awkward than that? What if he was like, hey, guys. <laughs> you call me Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just think of like I just can envision him like the greatest sorcerer in the world. But I bet he was doing some crazy <laughs> stuff to get people to actually do that. Yep, I mean, just like that. I mean, if like people fear to speak his name, he must have. I mean, he's charming, right? Voldemort. He's Voldemort, very persuasive. Voldemort. Oh, yes. Voldemort. Voldemort. Harry three times in the mirror. He's gonna. Appear. She said it Voldemort. like seven. Voldemort. Harry's oh, brain Voldemort. seemed to I'm have jammed. You. He stared, I ain't scared. I'll say it. He stared numbly at Riddle, at the orphan boy who had grown up to murder Harry's own parents and so many others. At last, he forced himself to speak. 
You're not, he said, his voice quiet, his quiet voice full of hatred. Not what, snapped Riddle. Not the greatest sorcerer in the world, said Harry, breathing fast. And here's him being sassy again. Mm -hmm. Sorry to disappoint you in all that, but the greatest wizard in the world is Albus Dumbledore. Everyone says so. Even when you were strong, you didn't dare try and take over at Hogwarts. Dumbledore saw through you when you were at school, and he still frightens you now, wherever you're hiding these days. The smile had gone from Riddle's face to be replaced by a very ugly look. Mm, Dumbledore has been driven out of this castle by the mere memory of me. I again hear the guy in the movie. Yeah. By the mere memory Memory of of me. me. (laughs) Like gets that sneer on his face. (laughs) And Harry says he's not as gone as you might think. So suddenly this music starts coming from somewhere. Is that Fox's theme song? (laughs) Ridiculous. Do, do. That's way too cheery for this moment. That's not Fox's song. So it's eerie, spine-tingling, and unearthly. It lifts the hair on Harry's scalp, but also makes his heart feel as though it's swelling to twice its normal size. And it reaches such a pitch, he feels it vibrating inside his own ribs. And then, in a burst of flames, Fox appears. That was Fox. Okay. (laughs) A crimson bird the size of a swan, glittering gold tail as long as a peacock's, gleaming golden talons, and he was gripping something ragged. So he flies straight at Harry, and he drops the ragged thing at his feet, lands on his shoulder. I think it's so cute that that Harry mentioned that he's, like, warm on his cheek because he's a phoenix. Is this what Dumbledore sends his great defender? A songbird in an old hat. <laughs> you can tell she's seen this movie a time or two. <laughs> so yes, the ragged thing Fox brought was the sorting hat, and Riddle laughed so hard it rang through the chamber, and he's mocking what Dumbledore oh! sent him. Can I um, bring up, I saw a picture that someone drew, it was on the tweeter, and it was, it was so sad, I'm not going to lie, I got a little teary-eyed. It was Dumbledore laying at the foot of the tower after he had fell, and it was Fox laying his little head on Dumbledore's beard. And I was like, (gasps) and I was like really tearing up. It was so, so, because you never see him again. He's gone. I bet he dies from heartbreak. Animals do that. Yeah. Yeah. Can he die? But I don't think he would be reborn. I mean, I, I'm just I saying. Think you, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a phoenix chooses when it's had its last burning day. Maybe. <gasps> oh my God, it's heart wrenching. Because they're always like reincarnating, so maybe, I don't know. But think about how much he loved his Dumbly. Yeah, he was very loyal. Mm-hmm. I loved that bird. Fox was a Hufflepuff. He is a bird among birds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to end my section with another chapter read. Because uh, Riddle wants to know why Harry was able to defeat Voldemort. So to business, Harry, said Riddle, still smiling broadly. Twice in your past, in my future, we've met. And twice I failed to kill you. How did you survive? Tell me everything. The longer you talk, the longer you stay alive. So then Harry says, no one knows why you lost your powers when you, were, when you attacked me. I don't know myself, but I know why you couldn't kill me, because my mother died to save me. My common muggle-born mother. She stopped you killing me, and I've seen the real you. I saw you last year. You're a wreck. You're barely alive. That's where all your power got you. You're in hiding. You're ugly. You're foul. Riddle doesn't like U-G-L-Y. that. U-G-L-Y. <laughs> no alibi. You ugly. <laughs> okay. 
Riddle's face contorted. Then he forced it into an awful smile. So your mother died to save you. Yes, that's a powerful counter charm. I can see now. There's nothing special about you after all. I wonder, do you see? There are strange likenesses between us after all. Even you must have noticed. Both half-bloods, orphans, raised by muggles. Probably the only two parcel mouths to come to Hogwarts since the great Slytherin himself. We even look something alike. But after all, it was merely a lucky chance that saved you from me. That's all I wanted to know. So now he thinks he's all hot and cool. I have a question. You were just saved by a lucky chance. How is it that Riddle is the only other descendant of Slytherin to come to Hogwarts? People ain't having a good time. Well, think of, I mean... Maybe that's his only one that's still living. Think of Harry. He's the only no, I, Potter left. No, well, I think know. about the way that well, the gods the turned out. James was there, and James's father was there, and James's father's father was there. Like, Dragon pox. Did, but maybe none of them tried to do it. They, they don't, no, no, no. They're saying... What are you trying to say? He's saying that they're the only ones to come to Hogwarts. So it's like, well, I guess maybe Marope didn't go because she was like homeschooled, right? Or did Marvolo go to like Durmstrang or something? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what about Marvolo? What about Marope? What about? I doubt they let Marope go to school because they they told her she was a squib. They just teased her constantly, even though she wasn't. But think about how dumb they were. You know what I mean? But like before Marvel, like none of those people went to Hogwarts. It's just very odd to me. Well, think about how Ilvermorny started with that. Um, She's a descendant of Slytherin. Well, and so she didn't go to Hogwarts. That's right. No, I thought she did. No, they were. She they wouldn't let her. Her whoever was raising her wouldn't let her. Um, (gasps) That's right. Mm -hmm. What if the Gaunts um, thought that they were better than the uh, mudbloods that were being let into Hogwarts, and they decided not to go? Because they were so much better than they isn't were. They that, could teach themselves. I, I bet that. you they all went to America and went to Ilvermorny. I bet they didn't go anywhere. Isn't that where... Um, I bet they didn't go anywhere. I bet all the magic they know what's is the name of the, What's the name of the lady who started Ilvermorny again? I can't remember. Uh, what's her face, Ilvermorny? <laughs> well, she's... Yeah, I forgot about that. She's no, a descendant of Slytherin. Well, her name is what's her but face? she oh. they she wouldn't let them or wouldn't let her go to Hogwarts either. Whoever was raising her, it wasn't her mother. Yeah. It was like an aunt. Who I think was like was it because a descendant? Of, because, was it because and I think of, she had. I think I, I, maybe I, it's be, don't quote me on it. Yeah, maybe it's because the other founders were kind of like we're not we're not taking on your ideals. Get over it. So then the family kind of was like we're not going there. Then you know what I mean? Yes, I'm looking up something. Keep talking. Yeah. If you have anything to say. Do you want me to start in my stuff? Yeah, go ahead. I have a so I did a lot of research. Shocking. We love just it. Just on the basilisk and the phoenix, which I won't go into oh. all of it because it's a lot. Never mind. Like I have three pages on this stuff, um, but I like had looked into just kind of reading some backstory stuff um, from like a history of magic. I was doing the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, the illustrated copy, and um, so I'll tell you what I found. Give it. So, Snakey versus Birdie. Whoa. <laughs> Who's going to go in? Wow, I can't talk. Who's going to win this fight? She literally earthed that in the dock, by the way. I I clearly, clearly, the bird wins. I don't know. Are you eating all of my favorite colored airheads no. and hiding them under the table <laughs> so I don't hurt you? Never. So, <laughs> in Harry Potter, A History of Magic, um, it kind of has, like, if you guys haven't seen... Um, the book or even have gone to the exhibit 
or they did a thing. Um, they kind of filmed a bit, and it was on in America on CW. RCW, and it was also on the internet. So we, I watched most of it. I think why CW? It. Random. Oh no, who watches CW? We probably all did watching this. I didn't watch it. <laughs> so I did. The first. Um, Sorry, CW. If you want to sponsor us, I'll talk you up. <laughs> so the first bit um, talks about how it's huge. It's hard to tell where its body begins or ends. The scales are opposing and intimidating. Um, and I was thinking about this, like when sh- things that shed their skin, like particularly snakes, it's usually because they're getting bigger. So we see the snake skin is 20 feet long. Um, so the snake's probably even bigger than 20 feet, which is crazy. That's and even big. the Fantastic Beasts, it says, like, they can get up to 50 feet. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the King of Serpents. And in Greek, I'm going to say this incorrect, so I apologize now, but Basilicus, I don't know, means little king. And it's Latin for king is Regulus, is what we talked about in the last episode. And then they had um, an Italian manuscript. There's a page from it called the Historia Animalium. Um and it contains 250, 45 drawings of different animals that are executed by an individual known as Adonis. Um, many of the creatures were drawn that were drawn were mythical. And so they talked about, there's a picture of the basilisk um, in the book, and the description is based on the works of Claudius Aelianus and Pilony the Elder. Sorry, I'm getting all of these wrong. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, that... These from history, we were talking how it's just the width of the palm, but it could kill someone with its stare, um, which I, is so uh, different from what we like are used to reading in Harry Potter and seeing in the movie and everything where it's massive. Yeah. Um, so Pilony reported the basilisk is only 12 inches long and both its touch and breath were deadly, but it could be killed by the scent of a weasel. Breath deadly. Yeah. Mine is in the mornings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's um, Jacobus Saldago, a refugee from Spain, and he was a conver- convert to Protestantism who settled um, in England. He displayed a basilisk in um, 1680 that was given to him by a Dutch doctor who had returned from Ethiopia, and it was this, presumably the creature had been stuffed and preserved. But the description of the beast, it was yellow with a crown-like crest and the body of a um, cockerel or a rooster, mm-hmm. which had attached um, to it was a serpent tail. So it's also kind of how you see it in history is it's not like an actual snake, but it's like there's a rooster bit head with yeah. um, the plumage and like the feathers and the wings and then like the snake body, which is crazy. Mixing a bunch of creatures, mm-hmm. right? And then it says the dangers of the basilisk stare. In the time of Alexander the Great, there was one of them which, lying hid in a wall, killed a great troop of his soldiers by the poisonous glances of his eyes upon them. Which I think is cool, because, you mean, if you learn history, you know who Alexander the Great is. Tis true. Yeah. And then, so, reading um, with the Fantastic Beasts, that it has a classification of five X's, and that means it's known wizard killer or impossible to train. Um, Herpo the Fowl. Yeah. Not, a, not completely well, impossible, right? Well, it's very difficult. Very difficult. You have so, to be a parcel tongue. Correct. Which is quite rare. So Herpo the Fowl, who was a Greek wizard, parcel mouth, was the first recorded to breed the basilisk. Um, he was also the first to create a horcrux. What came first, the basilisk or the chicken? Oh, jeez. You mean like well, the basilisk or the egg? Well, no, it's chicken egg. It would so. have to be the chicken because you have to hatch a basilisk. 
from a chicken egg chicken. under a tote. I say chicken. So bassets won't exist without the chicken. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's except- exceptionally venomous fangs, but its most dangerous means of attack are its yellow eyes. A.K.A. you look at it, you die because it's so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) So they'll eat all mammals, birds, and most reptiles. They can reach a great age. It's said that Herpo, the Fowl's Basilisk, was lived to close to 900 years. Um, They're uncontrollable unless it's you, like, except by parcel tongues. And um, there hasn't been a recorded sighting in... (laughs) In 400 years in Britain. And so, um, in, like, mythology, like, it's similar to the Gorgons of Greek mythology, and Medusa is, like, the most famous one. And by looking at her, you get toned to turn to stone. So it's similar where you look at a basilisk and yet that. Also, when you're petrified, you're kind of like stone. Yeah, but you're not looking directly at it. Mm-hmm. So ways to kill it, um, gazing into eyes of its prey, ability to breathe fire like a dragon, um, delivers lethal venom through its bite, and it says something about the ability to fly, but I don't know how that kills, like, how does that kill people? Maybe it can fly and look at you. <laughs> I don't know. Ways to kill it. Hearing a crow looking at itself in a mirror. Tales <laughs> say that... <laughs> it says, tales say that Alexander the Great ordered a mirror to be placed between his army and the basilisk, and it died immediately. And then St. George held his shield so that a basilisk saw its own reflection, and it died. Is that how Medusa dies? Mirror? I think so. Before that, yeah, yeah. What does the basilisk see in the mirror? Vera said, <gasps> "It can't." Well, yeah, because it got its oh, eyes pecked out. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's an equally terrible joke. <laughs> and what I thought was really cool. So, um, it a lot of times in Christianity, um, it it's a, the snake or a serpent is representative of evil, and it's a symbol of death. Mm-hmm. And so they use the basilisk and the serpent cast as a demon, or it's re- representative of the devil, like the snake in the Garden of Eden. Um, and it's often depicted in art and other things of being slain, except I so didn't spell that correctly, or um, defeated by Christian soldiers or knights to symbolize the ability to overcome evil, which I think is really cool because when you talk about phoenixes, they're like the um, complete opposite where they're a represents, representation of um, the resurrection and, yeah. you know, everlasting life and all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so with phoenixes, with the history of magic, there's some really cool stuff in there. You get to see, um, and if you don't have Jim Kay's illustrated copy of Chamber of Secrets, or if you don't have this book, you don't get to look at it. But it's a really cool drawing um, of Fox. Yeah. It's awesome. With brilliant red and gold feathers. Thank you. <laughs> and it's, there's a, in the book, History of Magic, um, there's a 13th century bestiary that describes and illustrates the phoenix that it creates its own funeral pyre and fans the flames with its wings so it can be consumed by the fire and after nine days it's reborn from the ashes so like that's something i didn't know it's you (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that either yeah and so i like i said it's compared to the self-sacrifice and resurrection of christ in some traditions and it signifies the eternal life of the faithful christian i love this yeah and I, i that was like my biggest takeaway is like with they're representing ones representing good ones representing evil and really if you put your faith in the good mm-hmm. good overcomes evil i really like that Maybe that's why i feel so connected to fox like um, i love that void <laughs> i like fox too a lot yeah so void. in 1550 guy de lagarde a french author for the l'histoire et description du phoenix 
I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Fronton. Um, it has it featured a hand-colored pictures of creatures emerging from a burning tree. Uh, the translated caption says a description of the phoenix and its fortunate place of residences. It has long life, a pure conversation, excellent beauty, diverse colors, and of its end and remarkable resurrection. And um, one of the curators from the exhibition, Tanya Kirk, was saying, phoenixes are historically associated with the sun, the crest of seven feathers on the bird's um, dead correspondence. I don't know if that's right. To the seven rays, uh, which traditionally emit from the head of Thelios, the Greek god of the sun. And so with Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, the Ministry of Magic classification is four X's. Not because it's aggressive, but it's because it's very few wizards have ever succeeded in domesticating it. Which kind of oh, shows you how powerful. Special. Yeah, how powerful. Um, and like God, cool that makes that Dumbler picture is. so much sadder. Okay. And how special specifically Fox is. Yeah. Um, usually with this rating, rating, it means that the creature is dangerous, requires specialist knowledge, or a skilled wizard may handle it. So we know it's a magnificent swan-sized bird, scarlet, with long gold um, tail, beak, and talons. So it usually rests on mountain peaks found in Egypt, India, and China. They live to an immense age, which makes me go back to thinking, can they choose when they want to um, not regenerate? Um, and maybe each one just has so yeah. many they can. Yeah, like a cat has nine lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a gentle creature. It has known it has never been known to kill anyone and only eats herbs. It can disappear and reappear at will, which I thought was really cool because I had always wondered how it had gotten down to the chamber. Yeah, and when Voldemort, or not Voldemort, Dumbledore. Yeah. Disappears. Yeah. Um, the song is magical. It's reputed to increase the courage of the pure of heart and to strike fear into the impure of heart. Which is, like, cool, because when we're talking about Harry, like, feeling that way when he hears the song, like, to me, that's immediately, mm-hmm. like, he's pure of heart. Like, he, he, his heart is growing because he's like, yeah, I got my bro with me. And imagine what Tom's feeling. He must be, yeah. must scare him. Yeah. Um, and then we know that their tears have healing powers. And like I said, my biggest takeaway was the correlation between um, the Christianity stuff with serpents representing evil. Yeah, that's really cool. And the birds representing some good. Go, birds, go! See, you're allowed to spend all your money at Barnes & Noble. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and let me tell you, I didn't even read all of my notes, and I could have gone Can you even imagine how sweaty this is going to get when she reads her stuff for seven? It was was so much. It was so much. I mean, I have pages and pages of notes. Um, You Ravenclaw. Well, and there was even... And I was trying to find... There's, like, this whole... um, thing storyline in like the garden of eden where so we know um unless you're you aren't familiar with the story that adam and eve are there and the snake tricks them into eating like the apple or whatever and um that's the represent like the devil's in the snake and then there's like a i guess there's like a phoenix there's like some legend where the phoenix comes and the, eve tries to like trick the phoenix and they're like nah bro I could totally be lying, but I didn't get to really find it on the internet and read it. So it upsets me that snakes are known to be evil, and that's my house like mascot. You don't even like snakes. I know, but like <laughs> the fact that she decided to brand. No, she's well, hey, oh, this is history here. Yeah, she pulled I'm, from everything, so you can't I'm, get mad about I'm it. I'm just saying it's not her. Literally, the, like she's but, saying it's history. But she cunning, chose to cunning, use that history. The cunning part, like snakes, are creative in the way that they do things. Like that, you can't think yeah. of it as evil. Well, and, and don't I think go back to, to that. I think you need to think about so it too. So far, <laughs> where all 
a lot of authors pull from history, and that's how they get a lot of this stuff. So. I just like still go back and think about how much I dislike the stigma that Joe put on both Slytherin and Hufflepuff. I agree. And she's like, I don't know why people like feel this way. Like you wrote it that way. You put the like, not only just in the writing, but like even in interviews and stuff. And like, she backpedaled a lot later on, but especially once people were able to like get sorted, like she didn't want people to think, Oh, I'm in the house that Joe hates. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she did put a stigma on Slytherin for being evil and Hufflepuff for just kind of like being nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was her. I am not nothing. Clearly. You're <laughs> Newt's, Newt's commander is in your house and that's well, amazing. And I think that honest. she ended up choosing cool people to put in Hufflepuff to make up for it. What about Ravenclaws? We have Lockhart. I want someone cool too. Guys, I have Luna. Shut yeah, up. I need more than just Luna. But Luna is cool sweet. kid. Love her. I need some more people. Penelope Clearwater. All right, so Fox appears out of nowhere. He's cool. With the sorting hat, and once the basilisk makes his appearance, Fox goes after his eyeballs straight away. So Harry has kept his eyes shut tightly since he heard Riddle call the snake, but he is so interested in what is happening because he hears a lot of thrashing. He opens his eyes slightly. Fox has to have super good aim because he would have to keep his eyes super tight shut while he's attacking I wonder if it affects Fox though see I was thinking about this maybe he was constantly crying to fix his eyes whoa that's cool Mm. Uh, also can I go back to where you said they did this really well in the movie they ain't no toes in this no I know but like I just love (laughs) the whole idea of like how they made the chamber look in my mind it's perfect I like yeah I like this better than like a statue of a person yeah Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> you don't so, like the toes. <laughs> Harry opens his eyes slightly and sees Fox is pecking the snake's eyes out, basically. B A. Yeah. So Fox, the cool bird that he is, has blinded the basilisk so that Harry can now look at him and not die. Pretty awesome. Yep. He also goes after his nostrils a bit, maybe to damage his sense of smell so he has more trouble smelling the chosen one. I think that it's so <laughs> that he's you. smelling blood more than anything. And, well, and I, then that yeah. affects smelling Harry. I was right. thinking that. Was like, Is he like a shock? Could be. Um, <laughs> so Fox then circles the basilisk head, confusing him more while he is singing his little old song, which we know puts fear into the heart of those who are impure, a.k.a. the basilisk, and probs the riddle of time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was crazy when I was doing these notes yesterday. Um, <laughs> so Harry starts asking for help because he has no clue what he's doing. And this the bas- part just slays me. Yeah. Well, think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Get it? Because he's going to slay. <laughs> that's not why I said that, but that's funny. So the basilisk decides to be nice, but not really because he accidentally sends the sorting hat right into Harry's arms. So not knowing what else to do, Harry puts the hat on his head and keeps asking for advice, hoping that he's going to say something, you know? So instead of speaking to him, it drops some knowledge or a sword. <laughs> so the sword that um, makes Harry see stars, a.k.a. love at first sight, is none other than the sword of Gryffindor. Hey! <laughs> and so I just wrote some fun facts about the cool-looking sword. So it's a silver sword, goblin-made, ruby-studded hilt, and the rubies are sized of eggs, it says in the book, which is crazy. I also just want to point out that now in Chamber of Secrets, we have 
seen our first Horcrux and one item we know can destroy them. Well, Not at yet. this point in time, it I was going to say. It can't yet, but it's like massive foreshadowing, I feel. Yeah. Two items. What? Two. Yeah, two. Two, two items oh, that can destroy. Oh, Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it contains properties only of only goblin-made armor. It possesses and will take on the power of substances it touches. And then I said, what doesn't kill it makes it stronger. Oh, my God. Um, it presents itself to Gryffindors in times of need. It was forged a thousand years ago by Rag Nook the First king of the goblins and i thought it was cool because there's this article on pottermore (laughs) (laughs) um that he's not necessarily this is what it says um he's the finest of the goblin silversmiths and therefore king in goblin culture the ruler does not work less than the others but is more skillful which i thought was really cool to learn about yeah i like that i like knowledge yeah knowledge is power Mm. And um, so people always like kind of ask, why would um, a wizard need a sword? Because- the better to stab you with, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, to destroy Horcruxes? This hey. is what it says. The question of why a wizard would need a sword, though often asked, is easily answered. In the days before the International Statute of Secrecy, when wizards mingled freely with muggles, they would use swords to defend themselves just as often as wands. Indeed, it was considered unsporting to use a wand against a muggle sword, which is not to say it was never done. Many gifted wizards were also accomplished duelists in the conventional sense Gryffindor among them I thought was really cool Mm. I would totally pull a Hagrid and hide my wand like in my sword you cheater Ooh, magical sword. And Ooh, these, these not are, so Hufflepuff thing I to was say. Say the same thing. These are times when we doubt her Hufflepuffness. I'm just saying, look sneaky, her up. Sneaky, sneaky. Her wife is rubbing off on her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm quite cunning. And I also think it's really cool. In the same article, it talks about um, kind of like the similarities between Gryffindor's sword and the legend of Excalibur, which is the sword of King Arthur. Um, and it, in the legend of that, you know, the sword from the, has to be pulled from the stone mm-hmm. by like the rightful king who mm-hmm. ends up being King Arthur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's cool. There's further, and J.K. Rowling's thoughts at the bottom of it, there's further um, allusion to the Excalibur emerging from the lake when Harry must dive into a frozen forest pool to retrieve the sword in Deathly Hallows. <laughs> Though the location of the sword is really due for due to oh. a spiteful impulse of Snape's to put it in there. I always wondered if that was yeah. true. For in other versions spiteful of the legend, impulse. Yeah, like yeah. This what it says. Sure. He could have just set it like against a tree and led yeah. him to it, but no, he put it all the way down on the bottom. Why of are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, the idea of fitness to carry Snape. the sword is echoed in the sword of Gryffindor's return to worthy members of his true owner's house. And I just think it's really cool that That's so Tiffany's awesome. so mad you see, about you Snape. See, I just, this is stuff I love about Joey. She There's pulls so stuff from that. like straight up history. I, yeah. I thought that uh, the whole thing was like, I don't know, the kind of like bravery kind of deal, but you're just doing it to be from a, the mouth a-hole? of Joe herself. Still? With the Wizarding World yeah. and the balance, you're still yeah. doing okay. Well, and it's a cool thing. Like, Y'all are like, gonna have to bring that up on the next Snape episode because I'm not sure how anyone's defending that. I mean, he's human. No, okay. he's going through a lot right I, now. No, <laughs> to going back to the lake. <laughs> also, there's other versions of the legend about Excalibur where um, it was given to Arthur by the Lady of the Lake and was returned to the lake when he died. I was gonna say that. Well, Joe said it first. Ah. Um, ah. 
it's just really cool, you know? Cool Do I see the word homeboy time. coming up? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Oh, Lord. I just, I just like it a lot. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I, I like it a lot. I like, I like you. <clears throat> oh. Okay, we'll see. All right, so he has a sword <laughs> in his hands. Ruby's the size of eggs. <laughs> what kind of eggs? I don't know. Are we talking ostrich or like robin eggs? Probably. I'm assuming. I'm I'm assuming just a regular old large chicken egg. You know the kind you get at the supermarket or fresh if you have chickens that lay eggs. Not at the chickens. (laughs) I like galactic chickens. (laughs) So Harry was on his feet, ready. The basilisk's head was falling, its body coiling around, hitting pillars as it twisted to face him. He could see the vast, bloody eye sockets, see the mouth stretching wide, wide enough to swallow him whole, lined with fangs long as his sword, thin, glittering, venomous. It lunged blindly. Harry dodged, and it hit the chamber wall. It lunged again, and its forked tongue lashed Harry's side. He raised the sword in both of his hands. The basilisk lunged again. This time, its aim was true. Lashed his side. So homeboy with the sword in hand (laughs) is ready to take down the beast or die trying. So he can't see anything. Or both. True. So the basilisk can't see anything, so he's flailing, but he can smell Harry. And he has his mouth wide open, ready to swallow Harry whole, lunges. He dodges, lunges again. Harry again narrowly misses it. The beast lunges a third time. Yeah, his aim is true, but so is Harry. So Harry throws all of his weight behind the sword in his hands, and he drives it into the roof of the snake's mouth. But the snake also punctured Harry with his fang. So now the basilisk is dead, and Harry's dying from the venom. So he pulls the fang out of his arm. Not a very smart <laughs> move. If you know if you're ever punctured with something, don't pull it out. Nope. Really? Yes. Yes. Because right. it's, like it's actually stopping the blood from just Yeah, going so then everywhere. like the next thing he's like, there's white hot no, pain no. spreading slowly and steadily from the wound, and blood's pouring out of the wound because he pulled the fang out. Did you ever think about how every miss this basilisk had is just like the... Lily's love charm and like Horcruxes tying and could be prophecies and <laughs> you can't it all win. Connects. You can't win, silly snake. <laughs> 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 so blood's pouring from the wound. I'm saying he probably get an artery yes, in his arm. <laughs> his vision's getting hazy. Fox comes up to Harry, lays his head right on Harry's little wound. So Riddle starts mocking Harry and the bird. You're dead, Harry Potter. Dead. Mm. Even Dumbledore's bird knows it. Do you see what he's doing, Potter? He's crying. Thick, pearly tears were trickling down his feathers onto Harry. Riddle tells him he's going to sit sit there and watch him die. Do you think Fox is like, <laughs> watch this? Probably. He can't because he has to cry. He can't laugh. <laughs> Well, in your mind, you can. Well, Sarah can make herself cry at will now. I do this a lot, though, where I laugh and cry at the same time. So ends the famous Harry Potter, said Riddle's distant voice, alone in the Chamber of Secrets, forsaken by his friends, defeated at last by the Dark Lord. He so unwisely challenged. You'll be back with your dear mudblood mother soon, Harry. She bought you 12 years of borrowed time, but Lord Voldemort got you in the end, as you know he must. Then Harry's like, dude, if this is dying, Harry thought, it's not so bad. Ain't so shabby. 
Um, and the chamber around him starts to come back into focus. The wound is now gone because Fox tears have healed him. And I have said, Riddle's hubris has had him thinking that he finally bested Harry <laughs> and made him forget that the tears have healing powers. And he's like, oh, shoot, you're going to live. <laughs> Not so long, though, because I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> you just wait and see. <laughs> so I said, Harry isn't going to die today. And I said, not today, Riddle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So These Riddle- notes are literally your thoughts, and I love every second. <laughs> so Riddle shoes Fox away and raises his wand. Fox comes back and drops the diary into Harry's lap. Without much thought, Harry picks up the fang and just stabs the diary straight into the heart. Um, which I think is such like a... You know, <laughs> I'm gonna ruin your diary, and yeah, then like, like it like, works out so well for him. Doesn't it say he like doesn't even like just instinctually like yeah. does it? Like, like he has no clue what it's gonna do, but he like yeah. has a feeling that this is what he should do. Yeah, yeah. This is what it says. Um, then, without thinking, without considering, as though he had meant to do it all along, yep, yeah. Harry sees the basilisk fang on the floor next to him and plunges it straight into the heart of the book. Can you all just look at me for a second? Oh my god! <laughs> Propping up your mic on your prego belly. My mic is literally propped up on my belly. On my belly. I'm very good at this. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a long, dreadful, piercing scream. Ink spurted out of the diary and torts, streaming over Harry's hands, flooding the floor. Riddle was withering and twisting, screaming and flailing, and then he had gone. Mm-hmm. Harry's wand fell to the floor with a clatter, and there was silence. Silence except for the steady drip, drip of ink still oozing from the diary. The basilisk venom had burned a sizzling hole right through it. Whoa. I love it. Whoa. I love it. Crazy. Tis. So Harry gathers the hat, the diary, and the sword. And Ginny, she starts to stir because, you know, magic's now gone from the diary. And she tells Harry how it was her doing all those things that had happened in the past year. He tries to reassure that Riddle is dead. He's not going to come after her anymore because he's gone. Um, but she's like still so upset and she's convinced she's going to be expelled. They leave the chamber with Fox and soon come to where the stones fell. And Ron has been able to move enough so they can climb through. We see our lovely Lockhart was hit with his own spell. And he has no memory of anything, including his name. <laughs> Way to go, Lockhart. Yeah. So Harry and Ron discuss how they will get out of the pipes when Ron notices that Fox looks like he wants Harry to grab on. So securing the sword in the diary in the hat or whatever, Harry has Ron um, take Ginny's hand and Lockhart take her other one. So Harry um, grabs hold of a tail feather as Fox is shaking his little tail feather. (laughs) Shaking tail feather. And Ron grabs Harry's robes and they take flight. Um, Lockhart is amazed. Amazing, amazing. It's just like magic. (laughs) So he's forgotten literally everything. They make it back to the bathroom, and Myrtle seems surprised and disappointed that Harry is alive. Fox leaves them out of the bathroom, and they take it to McGonagall's office. They make it to McGonagall's office. Harry knocks and pushes the door open. What's waiting inside? We shall find out on the next episode of Swish and Flick and All Potter (laughs) Podcast. Well done, Sarah. Well done. Yeah. She warned us about episode 40. She was like, uh... I don't know what was with me when I was It's gonna like, be long. I like it. The riddle of time. <sighs> yeah. He truly is a riddle. Homeboy. Mm, homeboy. <laughs> homeboy grabs a sword. He's ready. I also like the little snaky versus birdie. Who got is this live? 
right oh. now. But oh. I haven't pushed it out to everybody yet. Hey, guys. Hey, share with Colin. Yes! Um, uh, lightning bolt round. We're, we're, uh... This really has very little to do with this chapter, but, like, when you look at the later books, when he sees, in is it just a movieism where he, like, hears things when a, he gets too close to a horcrux or, like, feels it? How come he doesn't feel it with the diary? I thought that, too. The movieism, I believe. But doesn't he, like, know when, like, how it's a fake locket? No. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know until he opens it. Hmm. I just so that the whole the whole being able to even feel it is all, all yeah, of that. Voldemort can't feel anything either. Well, Voldemort's dumb. Well, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort's dumb. You dumb. Oh, let me put this article in here. Would you have gotten sassy with Tom Riddle? I would, would you have hope felt to think I did. To? I would like to think I would. But yeah. I'd probably just be really scared. Yeah. I would hope my Gryffindor side kicked in. Well, you have to think about the all the little pieces and parts that are in that situation. Like, you've got someone who means something to you who is dying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you know that something's wrong and you know you got to get out of there and your adrenaline's running. I think that... Uh, I think I would have probably gotten that way. Especially now. I'm a little more outspoken nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know, man. Let me think of some questions. Meg, do you have any lightning bolt round questions? No. Would you be afraid to <laughs> hang on to Fox and fly? No, that'd be sweet. I would be. When you grab his tail feathers, you feel light. Shoo. <laughs> take off. Um, I like that too. Like if you think phoenixes can hold immense loads, it sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you think like going back to being able to reappear and disappear and all that stuff when he um, takes Dumbledore out of the office. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, <laughs> doesn't he say like, oh, what's the <laughs> word? Come quietly. Like you thought it was gonna like, come quietly. You can't deny. He's Dumbledore's got, got style. I love Kingsley. Kingsley is freaking underrated. Boss. Yeah, completely. No. Well, wait for what? Because I'm gonna do a fan story, and what if they hear? Oh yeah. I don't know. You do you, boo. <sighs> Alrighty, Rue. Alrighty, Rue. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I just can't really think of anything for this chapter. There's I don't no- know if there's. There's last job. There's like just. Would you have pulled the fang out? No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, because uh-huh. I Your clearly arm. didn't know that you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been bleeding all over the place. Admittedly, I even knew that, and I probably just like instinctually would have been like, Yeah, because the first thing you want to do you know? is that that's the yeah. source of your pain. Take it, yeah. right? Or like in my head, like it's a silly thought, but if I get it out, maybe the venom won't hit me. But clearly, like it already has. When when reading rereading this chapter and everything, and thinking of how someone recently on our page was talking about Voldemort and um, like little things he did that like he thinks so highly of himself, yeah, that he completely forgets about Fox and the healing power. So he's like, I'll let this bird cry on you. Whatever. You're still going to die. Right. It's just like adding to his joy. Yeah. Like, that someone yeah. else is cry, upset over Harry dying. Cry. And then yeah, it's like, pretty much. Bro, you're dumb. 
And it's like you can see that throughout, like, you know, that's his downfall. Yeah. But you see that with, like, big um, in other stories, too, you know? Little things lead to their downfall. If you weren't so... Oh, yeah. Villains are so self If you didn't think you were... Exactly. Like, if you really took the time and analyzed the whole... That's not the right word, but looked at the whole situation, mm-hmm. you would have been more successful well, in killing And Harry I'm Potter. just saying that uh, the Jedi Council was a little full of themselves, and mm-hmm. the uh, Sith were back, and nobody knew about that. Okay. Fan story? Fan story? Fan story? Fan story. Makes mouse juice. It's been a while. I know, I had to bring it back. <laughs> so this one, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Please tell me how to pronounce it properly. But this one comes from Radha Patel. I would assume so. Okay. Hey, guys. My name is Radha Patel. Hopefully I said that right again. And I'm 18. I know I'm a little younger than most of your listeners, but I love Harry Potter so much. And You're definitely not, FYI. No, definitely not. And I'm a proud Ravenclaw. Hello. I wanted to start reading the books in second grade because everyone else is reading them. So I sat down with my mom one night and we started. She couldn't finish the first chapter. She thought they were boring and unrealistic. I, however, continued with the first book and all six after that. It's real to us. As I finished each book, I watched each movie, taking pleasure in my favorite characters and scenes. I've had leukemia twice and thyroid cancer as well, so I have a lot of medical issues and follow-ups, and reading Harry Potter and listening to your awesome podcast always brightens my day. Life can be unfair, but your laughs and the magic of Harry Potter always make it better. Thank you. First of all, definitely not too young. Second, I love, because I'm... I'm obviously old. Like we're in that generation that grew up with Harry. I love the younger generation and Bring like hearing mm-hmm. that like some of them read the book, watched the movie, read the book, watched the movie. That's such an interesting thing to me because I only did that with some of them, yeah. not like straight from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, also, you're amazing. You thank are. you for yeah. sharing your story. I mean, yeah. We've said it before. Well, it won't be the last time we say it on here. Cancer fucking sucks. Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm just glad if we I can mean, make someone's yes, day yes, better. Yes, exactly. That's like my whole, like, even without the podcast, like, mm-hmm. I just like when people are down, like, I would make them laugh. I love that. Make them laugh. I love I that we have, like, like <laughs> I would love to know, home, you yeah. know where you're at. Maybe we can send you something. Send you something to brighten your day even even more with yeah. uh, Out your uh, yeah. send us a little message with on your the... follow ups and stuff like that. I yeah. know um, you're probably spending a lot of time outside of your home, yeah. so let us know where at and what get you something. Yeah, get you something sent out. Send us a little message on the Facebook Please. or an email. Mm-hmm. Email makes me want to wag my tail. <laughs> when it comes, I want a whale. Email. <laughs> <laughs> it's what is it? Swishflickcast at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Uh but thank you. We appreciate your story so much and um, And we appreciate you mm-hmm. and your ears and mm-hmm. in on all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. This is a very musical episode. Yeah. Our episodes usually they get usually musical. This one especially though. This whole week I've been singing to myself at home. With no music. That's the kind of mood I've been in all She's week. an acapella. <laughs> She's a one-woman show. <laughs> you gotta get one of those things where you kick your leg and it, like, I need smacks you to have a cymbal on your head or something. Hat. You need to be the frog from Looney Tunes. Remember that frog? <laughs> yes. 
shut it. Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. This is why people hate us. <laughs> <laughs> or love us. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all talk about your other projects. Plugs. I am on an all-video games podcast called Box Trick. With my friend Matt Brady, we are currently doing a Pokemon playthrough of the OG um, Pokemon Red and Blue. We are we just finished uh, getting the Silph Scope, so we are heading back to Lavender Town to figure out what that does. Oh man! Oh, no, to me. no, it's intense and fun. It's good. Um, and then I am also on an all Star Wars podcast called Rebel Watch. Hey there, Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, uh, E. Kirk 2006, or Ezra Kirk, we are doing a, um, <laughs> a journey through Star Wars, breaking everything down, getting deep and sweaty. Um, I am a Padawan learner, and I'm just trying to learn all that I can. Don't listen. Neither one of them know what they're talking about. It's true. <laughs> we have no idea. What's a Star Wars? And that's where you can find me. On the podcast realm. Katie and I have a YouTube channel called Main Street Nine and Three Quarters. And right now we're kind of going through an Ohio bucket list and doing stuff in Ohio that we've always wanted to do. Because you should be a tourist even in your hometown. Adventures out there, guys, even in Ohio. So... <laughs> <laughs> just, I felt we getting yelled at a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Am I I'm not just, doing anything this weekend? <laughs> I'm just saying. I am. I'm going downtown. Gonna downtown. See? All right. So <laughs> you can find us on YouTube at Main Street Nine and Three Quarters. Um, we post videos weekly, working on maybe twice a week yeah, we'll see. it depends on our schedule we literally have zero time with our lives so we'll see how this goes we like to put a lot on our plate yeah too much because speaking of we also have another podcast <laughs> uh disney podcast where we are analyzing the movies chronologically so we started with snow white and we are all the way up to the three caballeros this weekend the three caballeros Yep. And it's a lot of fun. We go through history and fun facts, and we have guests on every show. So, oh, it's called Grown Up Kids. That's important. And you can find it on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn. Yeah. Hit me up for them 90s movies, guys. All right. Sarah, My- what's happening in your life? So, I'm on an, an all Potter podcast <laughs> called Swish and Flick. <laughs> Do you like us? No. <laughs> What else am I doing with my life? I'm trying to become an astronaut. I want to go to, to space. get out of Ohio? Yeah. Because that's what Just someone like, said. They were like, what about Ohio? Ohio? Astronauts have been from Ohio. Okay. All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> too much corn. Ate too much pudding and pie. I'm stuffed up with muffins and much too much stuffing. I think I'm going to die. I piled up my plate and I ate and ate, but I wish I had known when to stop, for I'm so crammed with yams, sausage, gravy, sausage, that's <laughs> not what it says, sausage, gravies, and jams, but my buttons are starting to pop. I'm full of tomatoes and french fried potatoes. My stomach is swollen and sore, but there's still some dessert, so I guess I won't hurt if I eat just a little bit more. This is gonna be a good episode! <laughs> Guys, let's have a Havarti of a time. <laughs> oh.
hope I'm not a monster. Let's begin. No, I can't. I'm feeling a little, <laughs> feeling a little blue. You fatta get better. <laughs> cheddar. We cheddar begin. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, here we go. Because I need to go. You know to sleep. what? This is Nacho Podcast, so let's begin. <laughs> 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 <laughs>